Good morning, and welcome to Simply AI. It's Wednesday, January 24th. On today's show, there's new hope for early pancreatic cancer intervention through AI-based risk prediction. NVIDIA introduces ChatQA, a family of conversational question-answering models with GPT-4-level accuracies. Plus, we'll discuss reasoning and reliability in AI. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply AI. We start off with a focus on pancreatic cancer, a deadly disease that dates back to the 18th century, which continues to be elusive for early detection due to the pancreas's deep location within the abdomen. However, scientists from MIT's Computer Science and Artificial Intelligence Laboratory alongside Limor Applebaum from the Department of Radiation Oncology at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center, have developed two machine learning models aimed at early detection of the most common form of this cancer. Here to delve into this topic is our correspondent, James. Can you tell us more about these models and how they work? Certainly, David. The team developed two models, the PRISM Neural Network and a Logistic Regression Model. They used electronic health record data from various institutions across the United States, ensuring the model's reliability and applicability across diverse populations and demographics. The models analyze patient demographics, diagnoses, medications, and lab results to assess the risk of pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma, the most common form of pancreatic cancer. They outperformed current methods, with PRISM detecting 35% of PDAC cases at a five times higher relative risk threshold, compared to the standard screening criteria, which identify about 10% of PDAC cases at the same threshold. That's quite impressive. But how does this compare to other AI applications in cancer detection? AI has been used in various ways to detect cancer risk, such as analyzing mammograms, CT scans for lung cancer, and assisting in pap smear tests, and HPV testing. However, the PRISM models stand out for their development and validation on an extensive database of over 5 million patients, surpassing the scale of most prior research in the field. The models also use routine clinical and lab data to make predictions, and their applicability across the diverse US. Population is a significant advancement over other PDAC models. What led to the development of these models? The development of PRISM began over six years ago driven by the limitations of current diagnostic practices. Around 80 to 85% of pancreatic cancer patients are diagnosed at advanced stages, where cure is no longer an option. This sparked the idea to delve into the wealth of data available in electronic health records, which are believed to contain hidden clues that could act as early warning signals of pancreatic cancer. And how do these models ensure transparency and interpretability which are crucial for gaining the trust of physicians. While logistic regression models are inherently easier to interpret, recent advancements have made deep neural networks somewhat more transparent. This helped the team to refine the thousands of potentially predictive features derived from a patient's electronic health record to approximately 85 critical indicators. These indicators, which include patient age, diabetes diagnosis, and an increased frequency of visits to physicians are automatically discovered by the model but match physicians' understanding of risk factors associated with pancreatic cancer. What are the next steps for these models? 
The team plans to test and adapt the models for global use, as they currently only use US data. They also aim to expand the model's applicability to international datasets and integrate additional biomarkers for more refined risk assessment. The ultimate goal is to integrate these models into routine healthcare settings, where they can automatically analyze patient data and alert physicians to high-risk cases, potentially enabling interventions well before symptoms manifest. That's certainly a promising development in the fight against pancreatic cancer. Thanks for that report, James. In other news, recent advancements in conversational question-answering models have marked a significant milestone in the field of artificial intelligence. The introduction of large language models, such as GPT-4, has revolutionized how we approach conversational interactions and zero-shot response generation. However, the primary challenge remains enhancing zero-shot conversational QA accuracy in these models. To discuss this further, we have our correspondent, Bella, can you tell us more about this research? Certainly, David. The research aims to refine the methods used in conversational question-answering models to achieve greater accuracy. Current strategies primarily involve fine-tuning single-turn query retrievers on multi-turn QA datasets. While this has been effective to a certain extent, there is room for improvement, especially in real-world applications. So what is the new approach that this research is proposing? Researchers from NVIDIA have introduced a family of conversational QA models called ChatQA. These models are designed to reach and surpass the accuracy levels of GPT-4. ChatQA employs a novel two-stage instruction tuning method that significantly enhances zero-shot conversational QA results. Can you explain how this two-stage instruction tuning method works? The first stage involves supervised fine-tuning on a diverse range of datasets, which lays the foundation for the model's instruction-following capabilities. The second stage, context-enhanced instruction tuning, integrates contextualized QA datasets into the instruction tuning blend. This two-pronged approach ensures that the model follows instructions effectively and excels in contextualized or retrieval-augmented generation in conversational QA. And how does this new model compare to existing ones? One of the variants, ChatQA70B, outperforms GPT-4 in average scores across 10 conversational QA datasets. This is a significant achievement given that it was done without relying on synthetic data from existing ChatGPT models. What could this mean for the future of conversational AI? The development of ChatQA could have far-reaching implications for the future of conversational AI. It paves the way for more accurate, reliable, and user-friendly conversational models. This research addresses the critical need for improved accuracy in zero-shot QA tasks and highlights the potential of advanced instruction tuning methods to enhance the capabilities of large language models. That's certainly a significant development in the world of conversational AI models, thanks to our Simply AI reporter, Bella. Now let's shift our focus to another facet of AI, natural language processing. A group of MIT PhD students interning with the MIT IBM Watson AI Lab are working to improve each step of this process in natural language models, aiming to make AI systems more dependable and accurate for users. Here to discuss this further is Abby, a correspondent for Simply AI. Indeed, David. The team is focusing on various aspects of natural language models. Athul Paul Jacob, for instance, is using game theory to improve the output of these models. His work involves developing a system that can learn and predict human behaviors 
and negotiate strategically to achieve an optimal outcome. That sounds fascinating. Can you elaborate on how Jacob's research works? Jacob's research is based on the board game Diplomacy. He and his team developed a system that could learn human behaviors and negotiate strategically to achieve a desired outcome. They recast the problem of language generation as a two-player game using generator and discriminator models. The system produces answers to questions and then observes the answers to determine if they are correct. If they are, the AI system receives a point. If not, no point is rewarded. Interesting. And what about the other researchers? Malhao Shen and his group are working on fixing issues with model confidence through uncertainty quantification. They've developed a technique that helps tune the confidence output by a pre-trained language model. Victor Butoy and his team are creating techniques to allow vision language models to reason about what they're seeing. They're designing prompts to unlock new learning abilities and understand key phrases. Andy Peng and her mentors are focusing on assisting people with physical constraints using virtual worlds. They're developing two embodied AI models in a simulated environment. That's quite a range of research areas. How do these different approaches contribute to the overall goal of improving natural language models? Each of these research areas tackles a different aspect of the problem. Jacob's work focuses on improving the output of natural language models. Shen's work aims to calibrate language models when they are poorly calibrated. Butoy's research is about enabling vision language models to reason about what they're seeing. And Peng's work is about using AI to assist people with physical constraints. Together, these research projects aim to make AI systems more dependable and accurate for users. Thanks for those insights, Abby. Now let's shift our focus to the world of AI photo creation apps. Artise, an app that allows users to generate photos of themselves, has raised $6.7 million in seed funding. The app stands out from its competitors by focusing on producing hyper-realistic images that could potentially replace professional photography. Here to delve into this is our correspondent for Simply AI. So Michael, how does Artis differentiate itself from other AI photo creation apps? Artis uses a proprietary model along with best practices and elements from open source models and tools to create its images. The company's focus is on producing images that are so realistic they could stand in for professional photography. This has led to the app becoming a top photo app on the Google Play Store in several markets, including the US, UK, Japan, South Korea, Canada, and Australia. And who is behind this innovative app? Artise was founded by William Wu, who previously worked in investment and strategy at McKinsey & Co. and Oaktree Capital. He was inspired to build an AI app after noticing the prevalence of perfect photos on Instagram and dating profiles. Wu realized that achieving such results usually requires time and expertise in personal photography, so he decided to make this type of photography more accessible to anyone with a smartphone. How does the process of training Artis's AI work? Training Artis's AI takes longer than its competitors, around 30 to 40 minutes. However, the images are produced in just a few minutes. This system allows artistes to produce more realistic images than some others on the market. The model takes into account factors like race, facial structures, skin color, lighting, camera type, camera angle, the way the body is shot, the scenery, and more. What about potential misuse of the app? 
While Artis's AI model is flexible enough to allow users to make inappropriate changes to their photos, such as changing their race, Wu has stated that this is not encouraged and is not how people are generally using the product. Instead, users tend to use the app to post photos of themselves on social media in scenarios they wouldn't be able to capture otherwise. How does Artiste plan to monetize its app? Artiste initially offered 25 photos for free, then charged around 20 cents per photo afterward. This attracted a casual audience who dabbled with the tech. Of the 200,000 downloads, around 4,000 have converted to subscribers, which is the app's new monetization model. There are currently three tiers, priced at $7, $15, and $40 per month, where users receive anywhere from 25 to 370 photos. What does the future hold for Artis? Artis is exploring ways to leverage its AI tech beyond consumer photos. They're currently looking into virtual fitting room tech for online shopping a group photo feature that could let users pose with a friend or celebrity, and the possibility of shopping from AI photos and turning them into physical prints. The app is available on both iOS and Android. That's certainly something to watch. Thanks for the insights, Michael. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply AI. We'll see you back here tomorrow. <laughs>